TV, I'm free. Painting murals on the soundscape I see. Different views of the portrait I dream. Twilight hue canvas I gleam. Out of orbit falling comet I streak. Through loophole skyline I see. Outlaws I lay line I speak. From the belly of the matrix I pray. Vagabond Maurice is equal parts hip hop and anime, Afrocentric lyrics and dreamy beats. And on his newest album, A Garden at the End of the World, we find a man on a journey to himself. And we all get to come along. Maurice, welcome back to Vocalo. Did you like that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I feel like the Vocalo introductions for me, it's so butter. I'm just, I'm humbled every time. I'm just like, I can't write that. You can just just sample it in a song. That's all we ask. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Definitely. Shoot. (laughs) I want to start at the beginning of this journey. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell me about a young man with Liberian parents growing up in Minnesota. Oh, man. (laughs) Well, for a long time with my parents, you know, both my parents are from Liberia. Uh, When they moved to the U.S., which is kind of funny because they could have went anywhere else. Liberia is hot, you know, and they went to like Dakota State in the U.S., right? (laughs) (laughs) And that's a conversation we always talk about uh, when we were like sitting down and just like, you know, chopping it up. But um yeah when my parents moved to minnesota we became like the the conduit to i would say you know my other relatives who would come uh from liberia they would come to our house stay for a little bit and then you know get on their feet and then move out so i had a lot of people running in and out and at at the same time you know middle child you know so my parents were just like okay maurice you're doing good you're doing really good uh let's figure out what your older brother's doing. Let's figure out what your little brother's doing. And <laughs> that is, yeah, that is middle childness yeah. in a nutshell. Yeah, they're like, here's some books. Read some books. So, I, you know, I grew up reading a lot. I grew up reading a lot of books. I grew up, uh, you know, in the whole video game culture, too, because my, like, the first game that I remember that we even had was, like, a Nintendo. And my dad would play Mario, right? Yeah. My dad would play Mario, and then uh, my older brother and me would watch him play. And then... It transferred from him to my older brother, and then when he started playing games, I would just sit there and watch, you know? It's entertaining. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it was a whole, I want to say try, it was, it was three, it was trifecta of just like us playing video games and just passing it down to the next person. You know, parents, both nurses, and they were just like, yo, we're working, make sure you guys are on the right track, but you guys got to take care of each other. So like, yeah. the family is really tight, really tight. When I speak to adults who are the children of immigrants. Mm. They they often say that watching their parents navigate American culture is has a way of like influencing you in a way that you may not share with kids whose parents are also from yeah. here. How did you know watching your parents navigate mm. not just America but like Midwestern America? Yeah, definitely. How did that shape you and how did it shape you wanting to be an artist? You know what, for a long time, when I was younger, I had a thick accent, right? I mm-hmm. had a really thick accent because my my mom and my pops, they were always ingrained into the Liberian community in Minnesota. Uh, and, you know, all my cousins, all my aunts and uncles and stuff like that, they, they came through with a thick accent. So when I grew growing up, I used to have a thick accent, right? Mm-hmm. And then for me... Uh, going through the school system is where that got filtered out, you know, because, you know, my 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 mom and my pops, they, you know, they wanted to keep the culture alive, but they also wanted me to be able to not necessarily assimilate, mm-hmm. but, you know, I guess 
tightrope both American culture and Liberian culture, yeah. right? Because like even now, I've always been wearing daishikis. You know, my my pops he always sends me daishikis, like authentic daishikis. Yeah. And he's, just, he's like, yeah, I see that you, you know, you're doing music, you know, which is not a conversation we had before because they wanted me to be a nurse or nursing, <laughs> right? Uh, a nurse or a doctor. But That's I, another thing yeah. that kids of immigrants say, like, uh, I shouldn't be here sitting here yeah, talking to you about Not that. at all, you know? And and it's crazy, too, because, like, when my, when they both, when they moved here, my dad was, he was a DJ. Uh, he was a photographer. He was like a straight artist, you know? Mm-hmm. So like growing up, he would always spin like jazz records and hip hop records. And I was just like, yo, what is this? Yeah. You know? And like the thing that really uh, resonated with me was the fact that, you know, when we listen to like A Tribe Called Quest, right? My dad would always have the samples on deck. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, Maurice, you hear this? Oh, yeah, it's this record. And he would just like cut it up and be like, oh, yeah. So this is the lineage. So for, for from a young age, I learned how to research and like, you know, your dad explore. was rap genius before there was rap. Yep. Genius. <laughs> yep, yep. Liberian <laughs> rap genius for real. Growing up and like seeing my dad immerse himself in, you know, the music culture and just like just this whole artistry and stuff like that was always interesting for me because like he was always like, all right, well, I'm doing all this. This is like my hobby. I'm doing this on the side. I'm a nurse, you know. He was a mining engineer in Liberia, moved here, became a nurse. And uh, he was just like, yeah, you know, you got you to gotta get something consistent, you know, something yeah. consistent, something stable. And he was always pushing for that, you know, throughout uh, throughout my whole life, you know. Not not until recently, he was just like, oh, man, I listen to your albums. And, you know, Maurice, I, I, I just think it sounds so good. I just love the, 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 the thing you be saying on the, on the, on the record. And, oh, whew. Man, I be be bragging about you all the time, you know. I'm Jill Hopkins. You're listening to Vocalo. Joining me in the studio, hip hop artist and all around nice person, Vagabond Maurice. When you're from a place whose name literally means freedom. Yeah. Uh, that is bound to make its way into your art. It's bound to make its way into your lyrics. Mm. There is something very freeing and free feeling about your music. How important is it to you to kind of convey that, you know, kind of almost bird-like quality to your oh, music? You. I feel as though it, it's, it's very airy. It's yeah. very uplifting. How important to you is that messaging when yeah. you write? You know what? Uh for one, is really important, but then it all stems back to the influences with the music, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, my influence influences come down to, like, the Soquarian. So you have most, I grew up listening to most Dev, Tyler Quali, Common, yeah. Lupe Fiasco, Jean Grey, uh, The Roots, you know, Soquarians. I mean, that's Soqu- I already said Soquarians, but uh, Native Tongue Posse, yeah. you know? And all that was, <laughs> quote unquote, the conscious rappers, you know? Yeah. So that definitely was the main influence when it came to, you know, the people I listened to, the lyrics that I picked up, uh, the people I studied. And then on top of that, you know, being into anime, uh, Samurai Champloo was a Japanese anime that came out years ago. But one of the producers, uh, his name is Nuju Best. Mm-hmm. And his music, I mean, people compare him to Jay Dilla because it's crazy how similar they are, but from different sides of the world, right? Yeah. Uh, and Nuja Best, his his music is has those qualities. Like, it's airy. Uh, he plays flutes. So I was just like, oh, that makes sense why his music sounds that way, yeah. right? And, like, 
when the first time I heard Nujabes's records, I was just like, you know, he would have American MCs on it. And I was just like, oh, what? People can rap like this over beats like this? Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, oh, man. You know, and going through college, you know, I started out as a poet. And then, like, I transitioned, well, a writer, and I transitioned into poetry and then got peer pressured into <laughs> rapping, you know, <laughs> by the crew. You can thank Sage, the 64th Wonder, for it. Because he was just like, you can take, thank Sage, you can thank uh, Eric J. Mateo. Like, they were just like, yo, Maurice, you should try, you know, rhyming. And then, you know, just practicing that, that definitely helped me hone in my craft. Because I was just like, oh, I want to make records that sound sounds like the things I grew up listening to, right? Yeah. So even on this record, I went back, I jotted down 25 albums that I loved, and I was just like, what? I broke it down. I was like, what and why do I love these records? You know, and like, how can I bring these things into this new record, you know, in my own, you know, twist sound and, you know, my own voice, you know? So definitely that was the main thing for me was like bringing that airy, you know, meditative vibe into the music while just spitting conscious quote-unquote conscious raps you know just expressing myself as clearly as i can uh because most of my writing is really dense but i wanted to just express myself express my feelings and then make sure that i'm really tight with the flow you know you you can't be whacked over beats like that you know (laughs) solar system travel a winning to transcend they ain't realize the work we put in Fractions of God body, war tactics of Shaka Zulu, auto will like Sun Tzu, auto bees like Morhe, book of fire rings, wooden dragons when I dream, steel stubborn and steel, but rhymes cut through time. Fabrics for the universe, crap, feature no shine. Black Vis Revolution, mind state, listen like shotgun, you're a messy spirit, bomb of Goku, black and is a muscle I'm Jill Hopkins, this is Vocalo, Vagabond Maurice is in the studio with me. Now, I want to talk about anime. I mentioned earlier in your intro mm-hmm. that it, it plays a large role in the Vagabond Maurice saga. Mm-hmm. What is it about anime as opposed to traditional Western animation styles mm-hmm. or storytelling that acts as a muse for you? Hmm. Well, when I was growing up, what did I watch? I watched like Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, Ronin Warriors, and then going into high school, after school there was Toonami, you know, and that really ushered in like the anime people would watch, so, like Outlaw Star, just a whole it's a whole pantheon of just like anime and animations. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like it, it for me it just the stories were, you know, because I grew up like reading a lot of books. So the stories were more fleshed out mm-hmm. for me. I was like, I would get immersed in each world, immersed and care about each character. And, you know, it was it was always a good balance of good characters, good narratives. And it just be funny sometimes, you yeah. know, and especially when it comes to like things like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, the main character, Goku, you're following Goku when he's a little kid to adult an adult and then he has a family and he gets kids and stuff like that and then the kids grow up and start fighting it's just crazy so it's like i feel like i grew up with goku as well yeah. you know so for me it, those were like my main influence i just felt like the the narratives were stronger not to say that i didn't read comic books or like watch american cartoons but i just 
more so were was drawn to the the Japanese style of animation and just everything, you know. Do you find yourself when you were saying earlier that your your writing has a tendency to be dense? Mm-hmm. Does that come from this, you know, narrative that uh, anime tells where they, they pack in a lot of story? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's definitely uh, hand in hand uh, with the, you know, with anime, but also just like the literature I would grow up reading and mm-hmm. stuff, you know. A lot of the RPG video games that my brother would play when we were younger, like he would sit there and he would like read the dialogue to me in different character voices. And I was just like, oh, that's so cool. And then, you know, growing up, like in sixth grade, I started like writing my own little novel in like a notebook. And like my teacher at the time, he was just like, he was like, yeah, Maurice, I think you should take these notebooks and just like, you know, explore, see what you can do, see what these characters are about. And I was just like, oh, I can do that. And then it was the first time where I could like really explore and express myself. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, it's 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 hand in hand with like all these influences, especially, you know, my background is literature. That's really where, you know fantasy and sci-fi you know and fiction writing stuff like that that's really where the dense quality of that comes from and also black thought yeah just a a shout out to black thought and black thought you know (laughs) and just black thought because like you know some of the lyrics that you know you know a lot of jazz players they transcribe music right i used to transcribe like hip-hop songs and stuff like that Mm so i would take a black thought verse and be like oh what does these things mean or like what who is this poet or what's he referencing to and then my mom would just take me to the library and be like yo go look that up go yeah. look that up grab these books keep on reading and i was just like oh okay cool so that's really what it is <laughs> a lot of the dense things come from just like many of the rappers and many of the ways people crafted their flows and how that just influenced me you know is educating part of the writing process for you oh yeah definitely because also i was a teaching artist for a long time oh yeah so like true. i felt like as long as I could teach it, you have to know it. Yeah. You know? So it's just like what I hope with the lyrics and with the music too is to, you know, influence people the same way I was influenced by these artists, you know? I hope someone takes the time to like go back and be like, Oh, what are these lyrics? And like, what are these references? That's why now I have all my lyrics on like genius and rap genius and stuff like that. So I'm just like, All right guys, you guys can look through and like annotate and ask me questions about these lyrics. Cause I'm you know, I'm at this point, I'm really uh, accessible to people. So I can, I'm like, just tweet me lyrics you want to know, and I'm down to answer. We can have a discussion about these yeah. things. I'm always always trying to f- figure out different ways to engage with people because I, I appreciate it. You know, I'm always surprised when people quote lyrics at me or it's just like, yo, when you said this, I was like, whoo, I got that. And it's just like, oh, thank you. You know, <laughs> so. I send your status through the magic of my ancestors, finding voodoo in the vision of my avatar. Kicking signs through the trust Sure they wanna dance but they still be my therapy Finger through a scene of minor four clarity I'm slaying clarity since I reach Ponstress below the heaven skyline breach Through the breath whisper hymns under starlight Chakras aligned in the basement of Zion This is Vocalo. I'm Jill Hopkins. I'm speaking with Vagabond Maurice. In uh, A Garden at the End of the World, there's, there's some clear growth for you as an artist and as a person. Mm. Tell me about the man that made this album and how he was different than the man that made the previous. Oh, I started reading a whole bunch about, you know, Zen Buddhism and like just like Buddhism in general. I felt like that. And then I got back into martial arts. So I've been taking Aikido classes. That's definitely where I am as a person. That's definitely what shines throughout this album. I feel like this album for me was the least amount of work that I had to put in. Everything came 
so quickly, everything came so easily. It was like the least path of resistance to happiness, right? Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what the whole album is about, you know, nurturing happiness and like figuring out how to sustain that happiness, you know? And so when I was crafting this uh, project, I was reading a lot of Buddhist texts and I was just like reading a lot of philosophy about uh, Aikido. They talk about balance all the time, you know? It definitely helped me out because it was liberating for me, you know? It was one of those things where it's just like, oh man, there's so much going on in the world and like everyone has their little personal problems. It's yeah. just like, it's definitely helped me navigate and like, you know, just navigate through those tides, you know? So when I was making this project, I was just like, I need to take excerpts from this book mainly by this Buddhist uh, monk, Thich Nhat Hanh. Uh, he has this book called No Mud, No Lotus, and that's like the last two tracks on the project. And I was just like, all right, well, there's a chapter called The Five Steps of Nurturing Happiness, right? So the excerpts that you hear on each track, uh, it, it comes from that book, you know, and that book is really what I read and analyzed the most in producing this album, you know? So it's just like, it teaches you to like, slow down, take a breath, love your steps, and just be more aware of your surroundings, of yourself, and just like, you know, how to like harness that that duality, you know, that that finding your center, you know, and that just goes back also with like me being a Libra, looking for balance and stuff like that. I was like, oh, this makes so much sense to me, you know. So that's that's definitely the difference between me now and then me and the last two projects. I feel like this one is definitely clearer. It uh, sounds exactly the way that I wanted it to sound when it comes to the production level. This is the most power I've had with, you know, the production and, like, picking out, like, the samples and, like, hitting up people. And, like, the people that I hit up, they're just like, oh, we can easily come and sing for you and blah, blah, blah. I was just like, man, this is so easy, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, this is wonderful. So that's that's... I'm in a better place. I'm like, I'm levitating right now, you know. Hit me up. I'm here. Smiling. (laughs) (laughs) Always smiling. Always making great music. Let's just listen to it. It'll make you feel better, everyone. Thank you for joining me, Maurice. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Take flight. flight. Travel light. To the star. It's twilight. I'm in flight. To my dreams. If you would see. A star beam. I take flight. Travel light. To the star. It's twilight. I'm in flight. I'm in flight. To my dreams.